Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Next Steps. I am not Pastor Mike. I am Pastor Grant, but I am here with Pastor Clint. Yep. And Pastor Mike is actually not with us this week. We're doing we're doing our own thing, aren't we, Clint? That's right. Pastor Mike, if you're here, just say something, anything at all. Good is ahead. Oh, okay. So maybe he's here. What was that again, Mike? And, well, Good is ahead. All right, so maybe he's here in spirit. I don't know where that's coming from, but no, we uh, we are on our own this week. He'll be back next week. Don't worry about it. Um, but we are talking about a topic that uh, I think touches everybody. I don't think yep. there's anybody listening that's going to be like, I don't, I don't relate at all. We're talking about burnout, and we have to be clear, Clint. Pastor Mike's not burned out. That's not why he's out, right? I mean, that's totally why. But, he's, no, yeah. okay, it's not, all right? We got fear-mongering over here. No, he is fine. In fact, wherever he is right now, he's probably saying something like this. Good as ahead. And so we know that he's good. This is ridiculous. All right, we are going to be helpful in this. We're we're talking about burnout. And, uh, Clint, if I, if I could start, I just want to tell my own story real quick. I'd love to hear yours. Um, last year, spring of 2019, everything's going great. Everything's going great at the church, you know, like the kids are great and um, Angela's great. I mean, we're all, everything's going great. And man, I just felt spent. That's the best way I can, I can put it, right? And mm. uh, man, I found myself coming in, you know, on Sundays doing the thing I love the most, the most important thing to me, right? And I found myself coming in and I, and I would feel, I, I don't know how to describe it other than like hollow, you know what I'm talking about? I do. Like, like, like almost like a ghost, right? And then, like, I found even my interest in my kids suffered. You know what I mean? And my wife was asking me day after day, are you okay? You know, mm. what's wrong? And when I was honest with her, I would say, uh, I don't know. Wow. And when I wasn't honest with her, I would say, I'm fine. No, everything's fine. Yeah. You know, and you talk to people, and they could see through the, the smile, yeah. right? And they could go, hey, are you are you okay? Right. And I go, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. Right. And man, and, and the reality was I was just burned out. Mm. I was just so burned out. And I mean, you've been there though, right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it was 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. Uh, just to give you some framework, uh, Gene and I, we had one kid and we moved from Louisville, Kentucky down to Macon, Georgia, to take on church planning. Like that was my yeah. heart's desire. I was all in and just super excited about it. I was willing to do whatever it took. And so literally came down and it was a church planning resident at a church. Mm-hmm. And what that meant was, is I had to get a full-time job and then prepare to plant a campus on top of that. So I was doing, oh you know, 40, 50 hours a week with wow. my job and then 20 hours on top, um, casting vision, yeah. preaching, doing all that kind of stuff. And so super busy season. And I told my wife, Hey, we're good. Like I know we're pressing really hard, probably harder than we ever had before, but right. everything's fine. Yeah. And so I did that for a year and a half and just gave it my all. And I got to this place where I sat down with the elders and they sat down with me and they said, you're not the guy. Mm. 
And in that moment, it was like somebody literally kicked me in the stomach. Yeah. I mean, I just, I couldn't even breathe. Yeah. I felt like I couldn't get out of the room. And when we left, I was totally just numb. Yeah. I mean, I was numb. And my gene was like, Hey, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm good. And I like, I considered leaving the ministry altogether. Yeah. Like, and it, I was burned out. I was going all in for this thing Yeah. and it didn't happen. And it took me. So. Which like, dude, that's a real story. And I bet it's not unique. Not like our stories are not unique. You know, no. I bet everyone listening, like we know people like that. We know yeah. people that have been burned out. And there are people listening right now that are like, that's that's me right now. That's exactly how I feel right now. And the good news is, I mean, Clint, right? We're both sitting here. We're not like that anymore, right? <laughs> we're still here. We're still here, right? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't, I'm not burned out. I don't feel that way at all. Like, I'm. that's not how I feel anymore. And, right. and you're sitting here, you know, smiling ear to ear like he, <laughs> like he always is. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's not us anymore. So the, the good news is, like, we do have hope, right? Like we have hope in in Jesus as He continues to renew us day by day, and uh, make us into who He wants us to be. So, here's a big question, Clint. Like, how do we how do we get out? If someone's listening right now and they're in a season of burnout, like that's they're they're listening to this, going, "Oh no, they're talking about me." Um, how do, how do we get out? I love that, and you know, out. just just to go on top of that, you don't have to be in a business and working to burn out. That's right. Like you can be a mom with kids and feel like, man, I'm just burned out. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm just at this frenetic pace all the time and it never stops and I don't know what to do. That's so right. there's so many different stages of life, different, you know, occupations, different situations and circumstances where you're just like, oh my gosh, I am burned out. And so, that's right. yeah, I love what you said. It's not, it's Thank common you, to everyone. <laughs> Thank you. There's but, a lot of encouragement. I appreciate it. But for me, I mean, so how do you how do you get out of it? Right. How do you come back? Right. So I think one of the first things is that you have to identify that, wow, I'm actually in this place. So I'm it's actually, like it, it's admitting. It's yeah. just being honest with yourself. It's, it's recognizing that you are burned out. And so for me, what that looked like, um, the the time where I realized it had hit is when my wife looked at me and said, hey, are you okay? And I just brushed it off. And then I had somebody else come into my life who was an elder at the church. And he said, hey, you're not doing well, are you? Yeah. And I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, well, you're like non-responsive. You're, you're completely numb and you're mm. checked out and like what's going on. Like, well, and I was like, man, I guess I am, you yeah. know. And uh, for, for me, like some of the identifiers was I was totally indecisive. Mm. I considered walking away from ministry. I couldn't make a decision with my wife. I couldn't make a decision on what's the next thing. I just yeah. literally felt stuck. Yeah. And and it was a, it was identifying in my life that I'm in this place where I don't know how to go forward. So you you couldn't come out of that season of burnout without just figuring out that you were there in the first place, right? Yeah, that's right. Cuz it doesn't happen overnight, right? Like no one gets burned out overnight. We we get ourselves there. Like it's a path we walk down. And so my story, I, I mean, it's, it's pretty similar. Like the, fir that first step of identifying it, I kept telling my wife, uh, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Then finally I said, I don't know what's wrong. And she told me you need to like, who's somebody you trust? Who's a friend that you mm -hmm. trust? You need to go, you need to go have breakfast with them and just be honest, just tell them everything's going on. So I sat down and, and I'm telling him the whole story. And uh, I'm expecting him to be, like, just as confused as I am. Like, I was waiting, for, you know, I was expecting him yeah. to be like, oh, man, I don't. 
I don't know. You know, that's so difficult. Let's, let's pray. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question, man. <laughs> yeah. You're just, you're so deep. But instead, he looked right at me and he goes, oh, you're burned out. <laughs> you know, like just, mm-hmm. I mean, just like, uh, just in the same way you'd say, yeah, I want to refill. Like he was like, no, nah, yeah, you're, you're just burned out. And as soon as he said it, boom, like I went, oh, yeah. And, and the, the reality was there were red flags all over the place. Mm. And I didn't see them. I didn't identify them as leading me to burnout. And so it's interesting. You mentioned one, Clint. You mentioned um, your indecisiveness, right? You mentioned that as a sign of a burnout for you. Um, And so maybe, maybe for some people out there, that's that's what's that's a red flag for you. Is you you are not leading where you normally lead. You're not making the decisions that you normally make, Um, and that could be one of them. I'll tell you one for me. Um, a big one, and you mentioned it as well, but emotional numbness. Mm. That was a giant red flag that I was ignoring, you know, and, and the things that I used to take joy in, I didn't take joy in, mm. and the things that used to upset me didn't upset me, you know, and, and I thought... You just didn't I, care. I just didn't care. Yeah. I was in this... Checked I was out. Just checked out, you know, and, and that was a that was a huge red flag. What are some other ones? What are some other indicators people could be looking for um, in their yeah. lives? So even, uh, I even face this, you know, I want to escape. And, Mm. and so in the midst of burnout, like I was going, what can I turn to? What can I grab hold of? What, um, what thing can I get away from in order to feel again? So like escaping, like emotionally, you didn't like pack a bag and you're like, (laughs) Peru, here I come. Is Peru a good place to run away from? Someone email me and let me know. Anyway, uh, so, so you're talking about like an emotional escapism. Yep. So what, how would you do that? Yes. I mean, it can be different for everybody. I mean, like one example would be, I'm going to totally invest my life in Netflix Mm. for like the next month and I'm just going to stay there. I'm going to spend my time there. I'm going to check out with my kids. I'm going to check out with my wife and I'm just going to watch TV. Dude, you're hundred percent right. And I wonder like if Netflix changed the play button that to, to make it read invest button, (laughs) You know what I mean? Because that's what you're doing. You're 100% right. Like, you're investing your life. Yeah. I wonder if it would, like, I wonder if I wouldn't binge as much. Because I'd sit down and be like, all right, you ready to invest your life? And I'd go, no, I just, I just want to watch The Office for eight play. hours. Okay? Yeah. Like, I just want to hit play. But you're right. And, and that was one of mine as well, like, escaping into that or, or whatever, whatever makes you feel better. Like, yep. whether food, uh, Netflix, pornography, like, whatever drinking. it is, drinking, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Like, just escaping in into those things emotionally i'll tell you another one is um and this was big for me was isolation Mm. is a huge red flag um for for when i'm headed towards burnout uh i just pull away i pull away from everybody um which is not my personality at all um i'm an enneagram seven and everybody you probably know everybody listening probably knows their enneagram because we're all christians right um and that's just something that happens (laughs) but but Enneagram Seven, you're a fellow seven, right, Clint? Yeah, that's right. So we are we're all about connecting with people, and I just wonder, like, I don't know, I wonder what Pastor Mike would say right now if we were talking good about Enneagram. Oh, good oh, as good. head. Okay, yeah. thank you, Pastor Mike, for the Thanks input. For <laughs> but we, <laughs> but but that's a huge red flag for me. Is I pull away, I pull away from my family, I pull away from my friends, and I just I isolate myself um, because I don't I don't have the emotional strength to empathize with anyone. Mm. I don't even have the emotional strength to like empathize with myself to, to look at, to deal with my own emotions. And so I just isolate, isolate. Are, are there any others? Yeah. So, I mean, an, a big one for me and my wife calls me on it when I get in that place is irritability. 
Mm. Like I'm just incredibly irritable yeah. about everything. And I'm yeah. like, don't touch me. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. What are you doing? You know, like, yeah. and, and even in that is negativity, like mm. where you can get to that place of everybody's in the wrong. Everybody's out to get you. Right. The, the, you know, the hat's going to drop, the bottom's going to drop out. Like the whole thing right. where you, everything's bad. It's yeah. just irritable all the time. Just this cynicism just like bleeds into your life. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Which is which I think for most people, even if you're not an obnoxious seven like Clinton and myself are, <laughs> even if you're more of a reserved person or something like that, I mean, still, uh, when you see that negativity enter your speech, when that negativity enters your thoughts yep. and you're viewing everything through that lens of cynicism, that's a that's a big one. That's a big one. So so the first one's identify it. So that's the first thing we got to do. We got to be honest with ourselves. We got to be looking for these red flags that are in our lives. What do we do next, Clint? Yeah, next we need to recognize that we can't do it on our own. We need to get help. Mm. And so, for in my situation, uh, I had to recognize that I not only couldn't do it on my own, but I also can't expect my spouse to save me. Like I can't put all of that weight and that pressure and everything going, hey, listen, I'm burned out. You've got to pick me up out of this and put all of that pressure on her because it would just devastate me. It's not fair. It's not. It's too much. And so in in my case, uh, we met with an elder and his wife. And I think identifying is so important because if you identify that you are burned out and that you really are in a bad place, that means that you really do need to take the time to get help. And so we made it a big deal. We said, That's you know right. what? This is a big deal. It is a big deal. That's and, right. and if I don't do something serious about it, it's just going to stay the same. That's right. And so I, we met with them weekly uh, for about two hours a week. And we would do dinner and we would walk through a book. We did a book called uh, Dangerous Calling, which is specifically for pastors. Uh, but it was incredibly helpful for me to diagnose my internal life. Mm. And to recognize that Jesus really is first. And so he went through all kinds of diagnostic questions. And then we did a couple of other books with them. So we literally burned through three books in three months and met every week. Through. That's a bad choice of what we're talking about, burnout. Like, <laughs> say you, you at, a, at a healthy pace, move through these books. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, but, but it was so helpful for someone to come into our life and to say, hey, right. here's what's going on. Here's what I see. And you need to press it in these ways. And they just helped us get out of that whole frenetic yep. pace. I have, I have a similar story of, of how I got out of that place, too, was I didn't get myself out of that place. Mm. You know, so, so your point of get help outside of yourselves is so important because we might be tempted to, because it's embarrassing. Can we just be honest? Yeah. It's embarrassed to be burned out because yep. other people are doing the same thing. Other people have too many kids like yeah. me other other people have a demanding job yeah other and they seem to be doing fine so it's embarrassing but but the reality is like you're if you just like go into yourself and you go you know what i'm gonna pray more i'm gonna pray harder i'm gonna i'm gonna watch a bible study on right now media about busyness and i'll be back baby mm. and that's not gonna that's not how it works you know the the scriptures revealed to like james five sixteen. Confess yep. your sins to one, to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. There is healing connected to one another. Like God has healing for us. But the only way for us to access is through one another. Like that's a, that's a huge deal. And so let me, let me tell you how I got out of that season was people pulled me out. Mm. Honestly, people pulled me out. So I, I made the confession. I said, I'm burned out, right? And I just told people that. I just said, I don't, 
I don't know what I need exactly, but but I'm 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 spent, I'm burned out, and that's just where I am. And I tell you what happened was these other Christ followers who loved me, loved my family, loved Jesus, they pulled us out. Mm. And so literally they came to us. Here's what they did. They came to us and they said, We've got like next weekend, Friday and Saturday, we didn't we didn't set this up, right? They just came to us and they said, you know, for the weekend, we we've got one of our parents has a condo at the beach and it's yours for the weekend. And we've already made arrangements for your kids, for us to keep your kids, and you're going to get out of here. How cool is and that? And you're going to go spend... Uh, it was That's awesome. Amazing. It's Can I tell you, as soon, yeah. too, as you get away from kids and you're on vacation without your kids, you get super judgmental about other people's kids. Yeah. Like, I was on the beach, and there's, like, this kid, like, screaming, coming by, and I was like, I didn't come here for that. <laughs> you know? Like, I was like, don't. Leave them at home. But anyway... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, these people did that for me. And then here's the thing. We came back, and guess what happened? People didn't leave me alone. Mm-hmm. Like, people came to me and said, what changes are you going to make now? That's and how awesome. can I help you? How can I help you? And I had people keep checking in on me. And so, I, I, again, I want to be clear. I didn't pull myself out of burnout. You, Clint Harrison, didn't pull yourself That's out right. of burnout. Other people did. And I, can I be honest? Like, I've always thought about, I've always thought about like the community of faith that we have strength for one another that the other ones don't have, but I've never thought about the strength of faith either. Mm. But our faith is connected to one yeah. another to the point where there are moments where I don't have the faith to pick myself up. That's right. I don't have the faith to believe that it's all going to be better. Yeah. I don't have the faith to believe that that good is ahead, right? Yep. Sorry to steal the line from Pastor Mike. But hey, but I, he's still here, right? He's definitely still Pastor Mike. What was that again? Good is ahead. Okay, we got it. Uh I I don't I didn't ha- I didn't have the faith to believe that, but the people around me did. And they picked me up with their belief and they picked me up with their faith and they they pulled me out of it. And so oh, we can't stress it enough, guys. Like you identify it and then you get help outside of yourself. Get help. Be honest. Even if you go, I don't know what the next step after that is. Be honest. I love that because, uh, I mean, if you're listening right now and you're going, I'm not burned out, but I know someone who's really close to me who is, you may be the person who needs to step in oh, and help them and be their faith for them. I mean, it makes me Dude, think of the, awesome. the story, and I think it's in the book of Luke, where these men are literally carrying a man who's paralyzed and they literally pick him up on a like a mat mm. and they carry him up to the top of the roof and they lower him down into the house. And Jesus says, because of their faith, speaking of the guys who just carried mm. him and put him in the room, said, because of their faith, you're healed. And it was just That's like, beautiful. oh my gosh. And it's in the same That's sense, beautiful. like there maybe you're that person who God says, I'm going to heal them through you. And that you need to step up and you need to pour in their lives and you need to say, hey, we're here to support you. We're here to love you. If you yeah. need a vacation, I mean, yeah. you know, I'll take I, a vacation. That was, <laughs> yeah, for anyone listening, I'm not burned out, but I will take a vacation. <laughs> there you go. That, that was my story. That, that right there was my story, was I had other people take me to Jesus. Awesome. Like I had other people pick me up with their faith, with their hope, and bring me back. So, so once we do that, once we admit that, um, Pastor Clint, what... Uh, what's next? What should we be looking for to try to, like, now we're trying to, I don't want to say rebuild, but now we're trying you know, to come back. Yeah. We've, we've reached out for help. We have the support system around us. Right. What should we be, like, looking for? Yes, yeah, so, I mean, in my case, uh, what we did is we sat down and we started looking at, like, hey, what's going on inside? Mm. What's going on in your heart? Where's your Where's your mind at? Where, where, where are you effortlessly going to in the midst of the season? Like, mm. what is... What's tapping you out? What's causing you to burn out? 
And so we started looking at, you know, different things that was going on in our lives and started trying to diagnose things. And when we look back, for me, it was one thing specifically. And so all my life, uh, I grew up in, in Georgia and I had this thing in my life where I felt like I had to be enough. I I wasn't well liked in middle school and, you know, elementary school. And so I felt like I had to achieve Mm. even to get my dad's love and even to get God's love and Mm. get other people's love. And so achievement and performance and all those things were the driver. And so when I came down here, I was willing to give it all, burn it all out in my life. Right. And then when they said no, that was the checkpoint. Mm. I was like, what? Like, no, there's no no in this equation. I just gave everything. Right. The answer is yes. Where do I sign? Right. And so when that didn't happen, it was God revealing to me this idolatry that was so deeply rooted in acceptance and performance. And Mm. so I was just driving as hard as I could so that I could accept myself and love myself and and Mm. say that I'm enough. And so I think you have to identify what is going on inside that's creating this burnout as opposed to Jesus. That's right. That's right. So identifying that thing that's getting in the way. I'll tell you, for me, it's a little bit different. I can't point to like one thing that I was chasing after because what happened is I felt like my life just got out of control. Like it was just a crazy pace, just moving, 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 moving. And I think what happened was I, as I just kept doing more and more and more. I made more compromises to do more and more and more. Mm-hmm. So first thing out the door was spiritual disciplines, right? Yeah. Like, well, I'll pray when I have time. Well, well, I have to prep for the sermon, so I'll read the scriptures then, you know, and then and then I compromise things with my children. I compromise time with my wife. I compromise, you know, and I just started compromising in my pace, picked up, picked up, picked up, and it was just all these other things, and, and it really— at this time, what it brought me back to, and, and so for me, I have to watch my pace. That's yeah. that's a huge thing, is yeah. I have to watch my pace, because I, I lean to compromise. And can I tell you, a big lesson I learned from the Gospels was Mary and Martha, we guys know, we know the story, right? And, and Jesus says to Martha, you are worried, you're anxious and worried about many things, which is always true. There's always things out there. There's many things out there. But he goes, there's one thing that's necessary, and, and Mary found it, right? Like the good portion. Mary got the good portion. And I think for me, I had to constantly think about in every area of my life, what's the one thing that I should be doing right now? What's the one good thing? What's the good portion? Because that's yeah. what deserves my energy. That's what deserves my focus, right? And then that'll lead me to naturally to cut out the other things because there's always more things. That's right. Like that's what, when Jesus says that to Martha, she, he's not saying that those things aren't valid. There right. are always more things. That's right. But he goes, don't be anxious and worried about those. Focus on the one good thing. So for me, it was it was identifying my pace and, and trying to figure out in my life, how can I focus on the one good thing not to get there? Yeah. And, you know, as we as we close out here, Clint, I, there's, there's one last thing I would tell anybody in this, like as you come back. Um, and that's just if you really, like, want to get filled up is – you got to fill yourself up with Jesus. Like, you've got to yep. enjoy Jesus again. That's right. You 100%. know, 100%. Like, enjoy Jesus again. Like, tie yourself back to him. Not We're not talking about checklists. We're not talking about, well, you not okay, you need to give to the church this much, and you need to come back to this, and you need to join this Bible study. No, 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 no. How can you enjoy Jesus again? Yeah. You know? And, it, it might even be that you need to just get away right. and spend time with him. That's Sit right. before him. It might mean you say something. It might not. It might mean you listen to music. It might mean you pray. It That's might mean right. you just cry. It's whatever. But you're going 
boldly before God and saying, I need you. That's right. You aren't rebuilding yourself. That's right. Like, let him continue the work that he started in you, and he promised he would finish it. Hey, uh, Clint, this has been great uh, doing this podcast yeah. with you, buddy. It's been fantastic. It's been fun, man. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I think, honestly, of all the podcasts we've done, uh, might be the best one. Oh, 100%. Right? In fact, Pastor Mike, if you agree, say anything at all. Anything at all. Good as ahead. So he agrees. <laughs> all right, Pastor Mike, we are so glad that you <laughs> that you agree. And you know what, Mike? Good is ahead. Thanks for being here. Uh, listen, thank you for listening to Next Steps. Uh, we hope that this has helped you take your next step towards Christ. And if this has been helpful to you and, and you've enjoyed this, we would really, really love for you to, uh, to subscribe to our podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts or really any of the podcast platforms or even through our, our app that you can find on, on the App Store through Discover Grace. Well, hey, thanks for listening. This has been Pastor Grant. And Pastor Clint. And we will see you next time. See y'all. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.